Hi, everyone. How are you? We've missed Woo-hoo. you. Yeah, it has been a while. Yeah, hope you're swell. <laughs> he says, hope you're well. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the In Progress podcast with Emily and Christine. Ooh, today's Woo-hoo. episode uh, will continue our series on the state of affairs in Nigeria. Yes, it will. And we're going to talk about uh, the role of social media in the protests, Mm -hmm. uh, as well as some of the aftermath of the massacre that took place at the Lucky Tollgate. Yeah, a lot's been going on in our home country. And um, I know some of you guys, well, probably a lot of you guys are also Nigerian. So I think it's good for us that us in the diaspora to stay informed. And um, I know the protests are over in Lagos. And I mean, there's still some protests trickling in Nigeria. Mm -hmm. I know that in Abuja, they were kind of doing a little bit. And there are uh, potentially some protests planned in in the coming week. Um, I don't know how, um, if that's really going to happen, but um, there's some rumblings. So it's important for us to continue to stay abreast and um, help out as much as we can because um, they're being, they're really being silenced right now and we are um, more able to speak freely. So, yeah. 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 I think that's um, a great segue into this topic of social media. Um, And so, it was interesting. I think for me, when I first started to see things about ending stars, like trending on Instagram, right? Because I'm not on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And so I was kind of like, what exactly is going on, right? Looking yeah. up, like, what is what is SARS? Yeah. Like, what's going on? And why, <clears throat> why is this currently a major topic? And it's so crazy because I'm, I'm sure, as we mentioned in the previous episode, we've kind of always had this idea of like the police in Nigeria being corrupt but I didn't realize the extent of corruption like in my head I kind of thought it was more around extortion versus just you know this person has hair that's fancy yeah harass them I don't think we understood the profiling Right. But definitely right. the extortion. And you know, like everyone knows you have to grease a lot of palms while you're in, in the area. Like you have to have your change ready because yep. you will be giving it away. So, um, you know, that that's so true. Like it's no, it's a known fact. Like there's nothing, there's no Nigerian person that doesn't know that. But I think the extent of the profiling and also the harm yeah. and the actual killing and loss of life. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was maybe a lost on us or some of us. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of us knew, but like me, I wasn't, I didn't know it was like that. I didn't know it was like like that, like that. I didn't know yeah. the suffering that they're inflicting upon people was that bad. Yeah. So this was eye-opening for all of us, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, it's kind of crazy to always think about the fact that, you know, police brutality against Black people in countries where Black people exist or darker skinned people mm-hmm. in countries where there may not be black people but there are darker skinned individuals mm-hmm. just to see how people are mistreated all throughout the world is so absolutely wild to me it's wild and it's so sad because i'm just like yes. you literally can't escape like feeling unsafe And I don't think that that's a feeling that is echoed in other national, like in other races, because white people are pretty much safe, you know, 
even if they're if they're not safe in their home countries, they can come to America and they're gonna be safe. Let's right. just be real. But like us, we're not safe in America. We're not safe in Nigeria. You know, we're not safe anywhere. So right. it's it's a bit scary and taxing. But like you said, I think social media has been good to really spread awareness and right. help us to share our experiences and um, help us to actually get our thoughts and feelings on the subject out there and, sh- yeah. and you know, trade between across across the world, like between yeah. here and Nigeria. They, they know we support them. Mm-hmm. Oh, we see them and hear them and that we're going to, you know, take the message forward. Yeah. So social media has been instrumental in this protest. Right. Yeah. Um, and for so many reasons, I will say one aspect, though, that, you know, Christine and I have discussed and I've also discussed this with my friends was this, this kind of, I don't want to say it's a trend. It wasn't a trend, but the way that I saw folks in like Nigerian influencers comments on their pages or whatever, demanding them to post about end SARS. It was kind of hard to see, right? Because on one end, I'm like, yes, I understand. You want people that you support to also support you, especially those that have an ethnic background that is Nigerian. But at the same time, I felt like there was a lot of cyberbullying going on. No, it was, but then I think about it now. It's so true. The cyberbullying was crazy and actually for like deliberately forcing people's hand. Yes. Something on the subject. It was crazy. But then I think about since I spent time in Nigeria, like that month, Mm -hmm. and now it now comes to mind how, um, I don't want to use the word harsh, Mm -hmm. but Nigerians are a tough crowd. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, crowd, and you piss off Nigerians, you're 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 done. Especially on the internet, like I've seen Nigerians um, destroy people for saying, you know, I mean, like I've seen them destroy people for you know speaking badly about Nigerians. But to turn it around onto like fellow Nigerians, or Mm -hmm. instead of like educating them, or you know, right, softly asking them, hey, you know, remember your roots. that was not what was happening. It was, it was giving, it was giving cyberbully. It was giving. Like, as in they were threatening people's families, Mm -hmm. saying all sorts of wild things. Mm -hmm. And I was just kind of confused because that's the same energy that's harming Nigerians in Nigeria right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was a negative energy there. And then also it's kind of like when you're demanding that someone posts something kind of to appease you, yeah. Because let's let's be very clear here. This issue is still an issue whether people are posting about it or not. It's a big issue. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. So when someone with some kind of influence is being told to post something, they post something, and then now what? Are you really yeah. going to sit there and be like, oh, oh, great, they posted. I'm so happy now. No, because what I actually saw was people like, wow, you really posted now. It's only because we were you telling yeah. you, on every social media site that you have. Ugh. You know what I'm saying? Like, But then it makes me think, though. It's like, why did they even have to bully you? Why didn't you just say something? But that's a real question, too. Yeah, it's kind of weird because I'm like, I understand. I think I I touched on this in our last episode, but I understand that there's a lot. Because even for me, I was feeling really torn and conflicted. Right. Because I was like, I'm Nigerian. And if you ask me, I'm telling you I'm Nigerian, right? 
that in this moment I'm feeling like, do I know enough to speak on this? Right. Like, what do I say? Right. I think my main goal was just to spread awareness, particularly because right. I was actually there, but I was also kind of removed from the situation. I wasn't able to be completely involved in the situation, though I right. was there. But I'm just like, no one should tell you as a Nigerian person, if you put Nigeria in your Instagram bio, mm-hmm. if you're if you change your name to Naira, whatever on Twitter, <laughs> and uh, you should. <laughs> kind of just say something don't allow the Nigerians to come for you you know what I mean that's what I think but I also understand the moment of like sheer confusion yeah and disbelief because I had that pause I was like what the fuck is happening yeah in America and in Nigeria (laughs) that's the thing and and yeah I, I was very the way I operate generally I don't feel like I have to validate like myself or my knowledge of topics by talking about them on my Instagram. That's just how I I move. Mm. So you're not going to see me talking about everything that happens that I peep or that I read about or that I educated myself about. I'm not going to post that I donated to X, Y, Z. I'm just going to do it. Yeah. So from that aspect, that's why I kind of empathize with folks that don't necessarily post things. The other aspect of this too is this idea that posts on your page are more important than posts on your story. Mm. And so a lot of people were like, you didn't talk about this, whatever. And I would literally see them in these comments, click on the page. They have nothing on their page. Yeah. Stars on the page. They have nothing about nothing about their page. And I'm just like, you mean me bots? (laughs) Like, did did you just create a social media account to come and spam and insult someone because you saw other people doing it? Yeah. It's true because I honestly didn't post about it on my on my page because I don't post on my page much anyway. <laughs> so it's like, I actually interact more with the stories on Instagram. Right. So I'm like, if you know, like, you know, if you're looking for me to say something, me personally, and I'm not anybody, right. but I mean, I'm someone, but I'm not like, yeah, no, you know speak what I mean? On it, but speak on it. <laughs> Lord, I am, I'm a child of God. Amen. So, amen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I did, I posted in my story because yeah. that's what I interact with. So I get it. I understand a, a really weird time. It was almost like walking on eggshells too, right? Yes. Like even like you said, like I, I feel like you, right? In the sense of that, we're, I mean, we're just normal people. Yeah. We don't have millions of followers, followers or yeah. whatever. Um, and it was kind of like, you don't want to speak out about this that you disagree because then people are in this really groupthink mindset right now mm-hmm. of kind of turning like, what? Mm-hmm. But it's this idea of like you can have differing opinions about something and still genuinely have like care about right. a certain cause. You can. And you can also care about something and be so engrossed in it and not post on your page. Right. You can. Right. It's, I think Instagram, social media has become an extension of our being, like of who we are. Mm-hmm. It's so close to our identity now. Right. Um, so I think people are like, you don't care if you don't post exactly which is so crazy which is crazy that that's a thing it is actually crazy at the same time yeah if you were posting about black lives matter you should say something i i mean there's no should because i can't say what you should and shouldn't do but mm-hmm. it would make sense for you to post about like about before. your homeland that you're gonna go back to <laughs> Yeah, in December to party. Exactly. So you go to party <laughs> now. When you're at Zenba yeah. or when you're at yeah. the box 
<laughs> you're going to come and post <laughs> bottles. So you should yeah. post. And so that's just what I think. I don't know. Yeah. No, I, I feel know. you on that. But interesting though, because I feel like too with this, now if we're just thinking globally, right? We mentioned this in, in the last episode in part one about all the other countries in Africa alone. Yeah. That are currently experiencing strife that have all actually been i mean we're talking about places that have been in civil wars since we've been alive since we've right? been alive since we've been alive you know what i'm saying that's in the nine yeah you know what i mean it's been a while right <laughs> and the thing is like the same people demanding folks i understand it, it's a lot of it is tied to like the ethnic background right mm-hmm. like oh you're nigerian i'm nigerian you should be talking about nigeria but i don't see that same energy kept i feel like for a lot of other countries but the thing about that and this might be bad to say uh nigerians are loud and proud Ex- about everything right and Every- we're influential in africa yeah i'm not saying that because i'm nigerian but nigerians are influential in every space like even when oh, i was seeing everywhere. The, the people were upset that um, like the Shade Room and other um, mm-hmm. large platforms were posting about NSARS, but that's because there's not a place that you go that there's no Nigerian. So right. any play, everybody was getting bombarded with it because Nigerians are everywhere. We're just influential and there's a lot of us. That's just yeah. the thing. So you can't escape our problems because our problems become your problems too. Right. So right. unfortunately, I'm sorry, uh, Namibia, like... Not to be rude, love you, Namibia, but if something was to happen, it would take time for the, the steam to, to rise. You know what I mean? Yeah, or even like Mauritius. Unless you're close to... A Namibian person. Right, you know? right. Or even like there's something going on in Mauritius right now. I think it's Mauritius where like there's like an oil leak that's destroying the beautiful coastline. Wow. And I was just like, this is so messed up because if this was somewhere else, right, this would be everywhere. Everywhere, like literally, I think it's Mauritius that I saw it because I was watching it while I was in Nigeria. I was yeah. like, this would be everywhere. It's so messed up. Like their livelihood, the fish, the tourism yeah. ruined, but no one, no one's talking about it. Which is so wild because the other part is just, you know, if you were to really make yourself aware of every issue happening, it's quite overwhelming. I mean, especially as an African and an American. American much. Right. We're already dealing with stuff here. Mm-hmm. folks are dealing with stuff at home if we mm-hmm. go there we'd be dealing with stuff at home too mm-hmm. you know it's just a whole lot of it's it's just very overwhelming and it's very difficult to navigate so hard even to gain even like you said with all the things had like literally like at one point i think all of west africa was in shambles literally and it was paining me like i was just like ugh, ugh. It's, it's, <laughs> where do you go what do you do what you, you know yeah what do i do like what do i do and then you look at the news america shambles yep this Disg- actually disgusting sickening yeah nasty you know what i mean so it's like what do you like how yeah. but i think for our mental health just you know whatever right. you and you that tug one pray for africa yeah if you pray pray for africa always pray for africa because yeah. africa is you know it it needs help yeah <laughs> There's a lot going on and it always can use prayers to always keep in mind as an African person, as you go through your life, just hold Africa in your heart, do things, do things towards back home. You know what I mean? And three, whatever you pay, whatever you see that tugs at your heartstrings, if you're able to help, help. If you can't just be aware. That's all. Awareness is something too. You don't always have to do a physical thing. Like, you know what I mean? Right, right. Awareness is something. 
That's really important. I agree with that. Um, and just this idea of people serving in different ways, mm. um, I think is always crucial, especially when we're talking about protesting. Yeah. Anywhere you're talking about protesting. Yeah. There's almost this idea of like, if you're not out in the streets, you're not doing anything at all. And I actually don't agree. Uh, I think people can contribute in various ways. Yeah. Um, and, you know, with that too, you know, we have to talk about the fact that one of the reasons why we saw what we saw on social media was because Nigeria has very strict social media laws and rules and yeah. legislation that controls what people are actually able to post what that gets they're trying out. to make stricter right way. yeah and so nigeria is very uh how does one say nigeria focuses a lot on controlling the narrative mm-hmm. um big time much in the same way as america but because of the bill of rights right <laughs> or rights sometimes and rights and not rights other times you know um America has a harder time doing that, which is yeah. why people are really now seeing everything going on. COVID really exposed that, but that's neither here nor there. Um, but in Nigeria, the rules, the laws, the legislation look completely different. Yeah. Uh, in fact, we actually uh, wanted to talk to you about the social media bill mm-hmm. uh, that it's not very clear to me when it was introduced. I believe it was sometime in November 2019. And then it was brought up again um, in November of 2020 as a result of the NSARS movement. Uh, and with that, I haven't been able to find anything on Google about this bill after November 3rd. Mm. And so what Christine and I are going to read to you is from a set of slides that was created by Ayo Sanusi of Ayo Doodles on Instagram and shared on the page Culture Custodian. Yeah. So hopefully, you know, I'm sure this is as accurate as Ayo could make it, but it's a really good um, infograph. Is that what they're called? Infographs or whatever? Yeah, infographics. Yeah, it's really good. It's it's pretty it's pretty detailed. But they basically say, I guess we'll read a couple points. Um, you can go and check it out if you want to read the whole thing. But it wants to... Um, <laughs> Uh, There's two bills, actually, that have been introduced to the Senate, and they are introduced early November. So there's one that's National Commission for the Prohibition of Hate Speech, and then there's one called the Protection of Internet Falsehood and Manipulation and Other Related Offenses. (laughs) 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 So that's that's the two bills that they introduced, and they want these bills to... um, Oh, what is this? Oh, sorry. This is weird. Okay. So the, the main tenets, I guess, of the two bills is that they want to allow law enforcement to shut down the internet at will. They also want internet providers who do not comply to pay a 10 million naira dollar, a 10 million naira fine. And then there's three year, year jail term or 300 naira, three, ooh, 300,000 naira for making statements that diminish public confidence, quote unquote, diminish public confidence. And then originally listed the death penalty as a punishment for hate speech, but they actually removed that part. Hmm. So that's crazy. Um, Both of the bills are pretty vague and many of the provisions do not meet international human rights standards of free speech. 
Um, so this would apply to anything like journalism. They apply it applies to YouTubers and bloggers, radio stations, and then all online platforms. Hmm. Currently, the second bill has passed a second hearing and only needs one more reading to become a law. So <laughs> it's pretty close to being reality. Yeah. Um, so they're just urging people to do what they can. Sign petitions, email and call senators, alert alert human rights organizations, and then support. There's only one senator that is opposing this bill, and his name is Chimaroke Namani. So um, he's the senator for Enugu, and he's the only one to oppose the bill. Excuse my pronunciation. I have a very American tongue. But um, (laughs) yeah, so that's crazy and scary. That is absolutely crazy and terrifying. And the thing is, I mean, unfortunately, we can't check like an update or status to see what's going on. Yeah. I can't find anything. I would think, however, if this did in fact get passed, at least as of this time, which is now currently the end of November, towards the end of of 2020, we would probably have seen another post on this page, but I don't. Yeah. And so, you know, in Nigeria, there are already stricter laws as far as, you know, how people can move and be free. And in one regard, that's helpful when compared to America, because you have policies in place, for instance, just thinking about COVID, where people have to wear masks, have to wash their hands, have to do this, have to do that. And people comply. There's no we're not wearing our mask or this is against my right or I want to get my hair cut. So no, I'm not going to wear this mask versus in the U S you have people showing up to state houses with guns mm-hmm. because they didn't want to wear masks. Mm-hmm. And now we're still dealing with COVID and numbers are rising and people are dying and losing their lives because people can't follow simple directions, right? Simple directions. Literally very simple. So in one regard, having a system where people follow rules and directions works to your favor. But on the other side of that is having an authoritarian government that wants to impose rules onto people that limit their freedom significantly, yeah, and let me tell you, they're really is it in Nigeria? They are moving in that direction very fast. That's very scary. Very fast. Um, even the all the stories that we witnessed b- mm-hmm. because of social media, the things that we saw down to DJ Switches Live, right? Um, the aftermath of people that posted videos while they were there, they have tried their best to discredit DJ Switch, and this is on the national me in the national media. There's senators that have um a and other members of government that are directly focused on social media and trying to discredit the use of social media and the messages that were spread via social media. Like, right. it's not a joke. They li- On the news, when you hear them in the government meetings, they're saying that it's a lie. Like, anything that we saw on social media is a lie, that we're using social media to spread lies, that the youth are using social media to spread lies. They're not wow. fact-checking. DJ Switch is using... This is on... This is, this is not, like... It's on... Government officials are yeah. saying these things. Like, it's not a joke. So they really are trying to really silence people and change the narrative of what happened um, on on November 20th. So they, no, not November 20th, October 20th, sorry. So changing the narrative is big for them. So this this social media bill is 
just the tip of the iceberg, but they're right. trying hard to erase this narrative and they want to just literally, if they could just scrap it, I'm sure if they could have killed everyone. Low key though, low key. I was kind of thinking like, what if Nigeria has actually succeeded in, in stopping us from seeing certain, cause I'm like, why can I not find anything about this bill after November 3rd on Google? It is November 21st. Maybe I wasn't looking hard enough, but you know, things typically get brought up like Mm -hmm. if they're more recent. And I'm like, there is nothing here after November 3rd. How is that? How is that possible? And this really leads into our next topic, which is, of course, tied heavily into this with the aftermath of the massacre that Christine just mentioned that took place on October 20th at the Lekki Tollgate. Tollgate massacre, yep. At the time, within hours, right, and by the next day, there were Nigerian politicians saying the army didn't do anything. Every, this is all a lie. A they lie. shot blanks. There's no way. They didn't injure people. They didn't do anything. Yeah. And guess what? CNN launched an Open investigation ashes. Open ah, ashes. into the whole thing, into everything, and found out so much information. I, I actually recommend you to go check out this video on the, on the African. CNN Africa page. Yeah, it's directly on there. It's quite informative. Um, it's just so crazy because after, after the massacre, like literally we all heard the gun, like we heard gunshots, we heard chaos. We are on social media. We're updating social media. We saw what happened the next day. They're like, no, 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 it didn't happen. And then even like, me, I was like, huh? It's- <laughs> excuse me like we were like shit was like the definition of shit hit the fan is what happened in like yeah. that night i'm mm-hmm. not even joking like i've never experienced any tension like that mm-hmm. even through all the protests that have happened here i think i said it in the last episode but the tension was very palpable and for them to for the government for one for the president to take so long to even say anything mm-hmm. and then when he said something he did not mention this incident at all like again this is the beginning of the erasure like he hasn't mentioned it like he hasn't mentioned it so um it's just a mess so that's cnn the international media is beginning to see and is also open up and look into things that are happening in nigeria which is so good and so important because it can really create change because as we mentioned before nigeria is very interested in protecting their image and controlling the narrative Yep. And it was so crazy because obviously the the documentarians found that people were shot and killed until till today there are families that don't know what happened to their loved ones and have never seen them. Nope. They and never the funny saw them. Thing again. Is the day after the protest, the the government the governor of Lagos, um, he supposedly went around to the hospitals and he was like, We haven't seen any dead bodies. Everyone has I, but I've seen injured, but no dead body, no one died. No one died. He goes to the hospital. He parades around, takes pictures of people that have been injured. You can see the people that he's taking pictures with don't want to take pictures with him because they just been through a horrific incident. But again, he said no one died. But he now then later he was interviewed, I think, by CNN again. And he mm-hmm. couldn't say to CNN that no one no died. One died. Exactly. It. But to us Nigerians, he can say, you know, what I mean, they're willing it, to say anything to anything. Nigeria. They're willing to just, they want you to accept any information that yeah. as, as truth, which is just, it's, it's not going to work. It's ridiculous. And the yeah. thing is, when you have like a large 
I don't want to necessarily say elderly, but you know, like middle age, mm-hmm. older population, similar to what we have here in the U.S., they tend to believe these politicians, their age mates, you know, they've seen these people do, you know, lead wherever they live for years, even though it hasn't necessarily been good. And it's totally, totally, totally contradictory to what the youth have experienced and are saying. Right. And that's why they call the the protest, the major, the major um, uh, saying during the protest was Sorosoke. Right. Like speak up because we see and we speak in this generation. Like we don't Mm -hmm. just look and just past like we see and we speak so that's i don't know how they're gonna come back contend with that i don't know how they're gonna fight against that but twitter's still active nigerian yeah. activists are still active they really have done a lot to shut them down they've yeah. taken passports of people that were very very Ooh. very instrumental in leading the charge um they've mm. created a list including that includes like david o and tiba yeah. savage you know like people Whiz kids even on the list, you know, yeah. that have that spoke up. And if you really peep, a lot of those people are not in Nigeria right now, which is exactly. interesting. Exactly. Except for David O. David O is back in Nigeria because I feel like they can't do anything to him. He's untouchable. He's untouchable. I mean, if you're talking about people with money, they're not what you about to do, and their bodyguards won't won't break you and, and snap you in half. Touch a hair on his head. Touch a hair Listen. on David O's head. Touch a hair on David O's head. And that's that. It's that's a wrap. It. The government shut, scrap. shut down. <laughs> <laughs> Even That's DJ Switch had to relocate to Canada for yeah. asylum. Yeah. So people are like, threatening her life. It's not a joke, man. And it really I, isn't. And I, and I do want to say to us that are outside of Nigeria, mm-hmm. continue to be continue to be a voice to our brothers and sisters that are actually there because they honestly can't speak the way that they would probably like. Um, right. Because they're really trying to shut them up. And the news and it's very discouraging there. It's very scary. Yeah. It's scary because they're trying to erase things that we experienced. Um, but, you know, I have hope. I think that it's going to they can't really erase it because everyone saw it. Include, yeah. and, and the main the the. The biggest weapon that they that Nigerians have is actually us that are outside of Nigeria because we yeah. saw it too and we As can tool, talk. Right? Yeah. And after watching peaceful protests for weeks, and the craziest part is I got this quote directly from the CNN video mm. where a Nigerian army general testified, there's no way officers and men will kill their brothers and sisters. I repeat, no way. We have those who constantly seek to drive a wedge between us and between the citizens of Nigeria. Now, you heard that. He said we'd never shoot them. Fast forward now to a week ago at the Lagos panel. The governor of Lagos requested the army. Hmm. Buhari accepted the request. The army sent soldiers to Leki. And they sent new recruit trainee soldiers. And those are the soldiers who shot. The army general said this himself. That's, they are the ones who shot. Yeah. It was never even like, and that's the thing, even there was never a question of what happened, but they created a question. There was no question. We knew what happened already. Right. 
and it wasn't no blank bullets. They it shot wasn't live like, ammunition. They shot the they shot the protesters. So that's just it. And however long they want to run around in circles to come to arrive at the answer that we all know, um, then they can run around. But we already know it. So yeah. you know. <laughs> like it's really now like okay you're going to continue to lie but when people have done. an opportunity to vote you out you will no longer be in these in this role you're done so it's giving trump it's giving it really that's a whole another yeah. <laughs> it's giving trump the fact that there are people in nigeria who support trump is beyond me <laughs> it's disgusting it's disgusting. In your own country your own government wants to restrict your freedom to travel then you have a country you want to go to with the president. That says you live in a shithole, first of exactly, all. Exactly. Who has made comments about people that look like you, yeah. your actual country, yeah. and doesn't want you here either. That won't let you here. You Y'all, can't you. Y'all can't, God, God forgive me, but the visa situation is looking kind of crazy for us. Us Nigerians like, don't want us. They don't want y'all in here. Which so. is so wild. Part of it is because people come here and do excellent things and take away recognition. I don't really think it's taken away, but that's how they view it, right? Take that's away how they see from it. others, whatever. Yeah. I just think people are great and they're going to be great anywhere they go. But Period. you already know. Um, yeah. But <laughs> it's just so wild because I'm like, you, you know, people have this view of America too. And I was just kind of like, it's so, it's kind of, I don't like to compare America and Nigeria a whole lot because mm. I understand life in Nigeria looks very it different. Looks different yeah. There are much harsher, stricter conditions. Yeah. And the difference between, you know, poverty and wealth is so great. Yeah. Right. But there are certain aspects that Nigerians wouldn't understand about America either mm. in that, you know, coming to the U.S. from a country where you are the majority to a country where you're the minority and racism and discrimination are so ingrained in our laws yeah. and policies yep. that people don't want to even acknowledge them. That's, it's just too normal, so normal that you can't see it anymore. As in, mm. it's, it's very hard to live here, to survive here, but beyond that, it's hard to thrive here. Yeah, it's hard because you have to, one, you have to constantly remind yourself who you are. Right. Because you right. get lost in the sauce. Yep. And then you are not able to reach your full potential. Yeah. Like that, the psychology of it alone is very, very, it's, um, it's, it's, it's a, it's a lot, like it's a lot yeah, to is. handle. And then on it top is. of that, it's like in Nigeria, at least, you know, you're just Nigerian, right? You know, you're right. Nigerian and you're black and that's just, mm-hmm. oh, that's already okay. Yeah. There's no, I, when I was there, I was like, hmm, like, <sighs> I don't, looks i'm not afraid to be in i'm not saying i'm not anywhere and i'm like oh i'm the only black person here right. no there's nowhere i felt like that there was nowhere i was like yeah am i talking too loud am yeah. i am i being too do black? i look mean do i, or do I need to relax my face right, right. am i uh, you know what i mean am i conf- Is i don't have following to- me around the store Think no one followed me around, and I haven't experienced that in a long time. There's no, um, there's I don't have to conform to Europeans. Europeans, yeah. I can just be black yep. and beautiful, like the way I am. I can wear yes, braids. Sir. Yes, sir. I, I can, can attest to that. You know Go what to I her mean? Instagram. Oh, <laughs> stop it! Stop it! But yeah, so yeah. 
there's a lot like that layer of discomfort is removed yeah. while you're in Africa, which is great. Um, but again, like you said, yeah, it's like this idea of like my heart and your heart are different. Yeah, but they're still so like legitimate, right? Yes. It's so hard, yeah, yes. and it, it, yes. everywhere looks different. But we also have to, especially I feel like for us, anyone. Anyone in this world that has like their home country and land of origin, whether they were born there or not, yeah. and land where they were like raised in and yeah. the culture they were raised in that is kind of different, right? Yeah. You have to walk this line of like, how do you equally care for both places, mm. you know, without overwhelming yourself and then still have enough in you to also care about others? Right you know, yeah. um, and really do, do good work for everyone, right? For everyone. Like contribute to things for everyone or, mm-hmm. you know, donate to causes that may not deal with Nigerians. Maybe they deal with Native Americans mm-hmm. or maybe they deal with Kenyans mm-hmm. today, you know, or South Africans tomorrow, right? Like different places, different people, different issues, but issues nonetheless. Nonetheless, that's, that's such a good point. Cause I think that also, as Nigerians, sometimes we are a lot very focused on ourselves because, yeah. you know, we're it's, Nigerian and yeah, there's a lot going it, on. Yeah. It means a lot to be Nigerian and it means a lot to be any, it means a lot to be Kenyan. It means a lot to be South right. African. And right. I think that, you know, the good thing about social media, although they're trying to silence it, it helps us to understand what it means to be South African. It helps right. us to understand what it means to be African American and yeah. what it means to be Nigerian American. And yeah. you know what I mean? We can swap experiences and we can, I know a lot about what it, what the struggles are in Nigeria yeah. through social media, yeah. through hearing my peers speak about, you know, their struggles. And I think they know a lot about ours too. Yeah. Social media. So like you said, it's hard to, it's hard to care for yourself, care for others, care for your American side, care for your Nigerian side, care for your, your Honduran side, wherever you're from, like it's hard, (laughs) it's hard. So then we're going to break it down to tribes, like your Igbo, your Yoruba. And people will try to pull you like, why don't you care more about this? Or aren't you from here? And it's kind of like, you can't dictate who and how people are. That's just, I mean, that's just what it is because if we, if we, if, if I, as a half Yoruba person and half Asian Edo person only cared about one or the other, like, what would that do? That wouldn't do nothing. It wouldn't. You know what I'm saying? You're only one person. Yeah. Like, your idea of, you said what? I said at the same time, you're one person too. Like, you're just one human. Right. Because here's here's the reality though. What we see is how people in the United States, especially non-Black people that are also non-minority folks, tend to only care about their issues. Yeah. And what happens is they don't care about something until it happens to them. I mean, humans in general. Yeah. We're talking gun violence, violence in general. A lot of people were not talking about gun violence until kids were really being shot up in schools. Mm. And I, I mean... I'm not saying I'm not saying that lightly. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. a lot of people did not care about these issues until they saw that, hey, my kid is in elementary school and I want to see them tonight at dinner. Elementary, yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. And the same way that people are running around, COVID's not real. Don't wear a mask. I'm not wearing a mask. And then they're dead in two weeks. Yeah. 
like it's and now you know everyone's scrambling how do we protect ourselves yeah um so that ego centricism i don't know how to say this word might be a word um you know what i'm saying like this idea of only caring about you and yourself will never lead you to a good place that's all we're saying never yeah yeah. It will never lead you to a good place. Yeah. Did yeah. we? I think we talked about. We, we talked talk- about it all the last part of this episode. Detty <laughs> December. Detty December. Are you guys going or or not? What's what's your what's what are your thoughts feelings? Let us know. Yeah, I heard the the crickets chirping. So I guess yeah. I'm going. <laughs> guess nobody's no one's going cool oh no somebody they took it away from us man but i think it's still gonna be detty for yeah. some people like if you're there already i'm sure look the thing about it is like a thing about nigerians is nigerians they like to enjoy life let me just tell you chop life chop life don't let life chop you period um so when are you gonna put that on a shirt period <laughs> period when period you put that on a shirt like that's just the thing like when i was in nigeria i realized that everybody likes to enjoy yeah that's just it enjoyment kind of serious you would see 40 year old people in the club with you sitting back <laughs> one they have their table on the side with their drinks they're enjoying you know what yeah. i mean Look Must- creepy but they're enjoying. But they're enjoying. Like, that's just it. And, yeah. like, that's just it. In Nigeria, they love to enjoy. So I feel like they will still, they're not, they don't play with their December, man. You can't take it yeah. away from them. And, um, but I do want to know if these protests and every, the, the, the unrest that occurred, yeah. um, if it's going to affect anyone's travel plans. Did anyone yeah. cancel? Did, is anyone still going? I'm curious because, I mean, People have also been sharing their stories about people in the diaspora uh, mm. are sharing their stories about how when they've gone back to Nigeria for like Daddy December and stuff, they were stopped by SARS officers oh, and harassed, you. which I had already figured. And I kept wondering, like, nobody is talking about this. No one talks about that. No one talks about that at all. And then boom, this year, you know, because I was it, like, there's no, yeah. there's no way. It's just loyalty, though, because it's like. That's one thing I, I realized while I was there. I was like, people love Nigeria because of the way we portray Nigeria. Right. They Because we come back right. here and like, oh, our country's lit. Our yes. country's lit. Jungle crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and then y'all, like last year, I know so many people that brought their American friends to Nigeria. Yes. They're and American. it wasn't just Nigeria. You know, they were in Nigeria. Then they were at the Black the, Stars in Ghana. In Ghana. And other places in Senegal. Like they brought their American friends to Africa last yeah. year. And how dare you? How dare you not be able to at least provide safety to people yeah. that are coming to your country for tourism? You can't yes. survive without it. Yeah. You can't survive without it. So it's just yeah. so unfortunate that this is how they wanted to play it out. Because look, in Nigeria, the COVID is not that bad. Yeah. They don't test yeah. the way they test here now. Here. So we don't know yeah. if it's hiding and creeping in the corner. <laughs> but you can at least kind of live a somewhat normal life. Of course, you're going to wear your mask and everything. But you can live a somewhat, you can have a somewhat normal existence as opposed to here where it's like freaking uh, Twilight Zone. Lo- absolutely another planet yeah yeah so it's like it's such a shame that even simple safety you guys couldn't even provide it so that people would still go back in december the way they're going to mexico like imagine if people went to nigeria like they've been flying to tulum tulum 
freaking Tulum. I feel so bad for Tulum. I know they're probably sick. Like, dang, y'all coming again? The way they've matched Tulum's ground. <laughs> they just matching, matching Tulum. You see, their feet just match Tulum. Everyone just. <laughs> The poor beach. The thing is, I'm like, what are they even doing there? Like, what are the what's COVID like there? I I pray it's not bad because and I hope America didn't bring it and make it bad. I understand though, because I look the way this year is set up. I'm like, Mm -hmm. if you want to go to Tulum, just go to Tulum at this point. But unless you're from America, because you might really leave and they might really not let you back in. No, seriously, because we're nasty. Like I keep saying, we're disgusting here. Yes, we are. (laughs) We are disgusted. Actually, filthy disgusting like yes. we're so nasty but yeah um i i'm sad that this is gonna kind of affect nigerian ter- tourism because december right. it's so hard too because both issues of covid and police brutality and like unrest mm. unfortunately are going to last for a long time mm-hmm. so who knows what the impact of this is really gonna be long it might time. fuck up the bag for like years to- Woo, boy they yeah. really and that's why i'm like y'all so stupid it's not just so stupid. And the thing Who's is, like, the really? money, like, yeah, the youth that are coming to Nigeria to spend their money that they made in bread, other- bro, mad bread to spend money, drop dollars, dollars, pounds, yen, anything that they have. Yeah. Every money is coming to Nigeria. Let's go to China. Like and come China, back here. you're coming not back, never. and y'all, y'all, y'all don't want it or what? No, literally. You can't even just provide safety. Just safety. The electricity, we said fine. You don't provide it. That's okay. We'll pay for our own. And they can. Oh, Jesus Christ. Honestly, like, what you said just really made me think, like, I mean, I haven't really talked about this much on here, but I haven't traveled a lot, you know, in the years I feel like when I could have kind of thing, I was just focused on paying for grad school. So that time has really kind of come for me now where I have Mm -hmm. that kind of freedom, if you will. But I'm going to try to be, I don't, I don't know if the the word is a sustainable traveler, right? But in the way that try to be sustainable with our clothes and Mm -hmm. recycle and do all that good stuff, I am going to make an effort to try to go to countries where I know the level of security and of life that they can provide for their citizens doesn't change because of tourism. Mm. You can't want to protect and provide for your tourists. And not and for you have The people providing for them are living on cardboard boxes in the road. Yeah. 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 And sadly, in a lot of countries where there's Black people and also beautiful landscape, that's just yep. what it is. That is. And not just Black people. Even in Asian countries, it's like that. Yeah. In Spanish-speaking countries, it's like that. Yeah. But it's just unfortunate. Other than like Europe, which is... Other than insane. Europe, which is our like... like particularly like the colonizers yeah which, mm. <laughs> it's, it's just sad and it's like unfortunately our poor nigeria you know it's just uh to when you the more you talk about it and the more you think about things it's just like yeah, it's, it's messed up and it's it's hard to watch but um if if you can get back to nigeria in december and you feel safe i would do it and um, document your experience too. Document your continue Please. to document your experiences. Continue to show the world what Nigeria has to offer. Don't allow right. this to silence you or make you feel ashamed or anything. Yeah. Um, Nigeria is a beautiful place with a lot of beautiful people. Yeah, um, it's always going to be that because Nigeria breeds just amazing people, greatness, and smart yeah, people and resourceful people. So no mm-hmm. matter what gets thrown at them, they come out on top. Right. Still, Handle regardless. It. Yeah, they always handle it. So if you go, let us know. Let us know yes. what you think. Ooh, that was a rhyme, girl. You a rapper. That's crazy. I know, right? I'm a <laughs> Ooh. 
So, you know, that leads us to the end of this episode. I just wanted to give a quick shout out, though, to the homie Christine. Christine, talk to him about what you about to do. What Wait, you, what's about- coming out soon? What you got? What oh, you got Emily, why'd you up? do this? Oh, my God. I wasn't prepared. Oh, that's crazy, y'all. She got some oh, big no. coming soon. I, I mean, if you don't want to, I'll let them know. Oh. I will let them know on your behalf. Well, guys, I do have um, I, my brand drops next week. Her brand. Oh, yeah. I've been working on this for a really long time. So it does drop next week. It's called Oledo. Um, Oledo Gold, to be precise. And that just, Oledo means precious jewel in Igbo. But it's a lifestyle brand. So right now I'm just doing accessories and um, a really, really, really cool mindful thoughtful sweat suit what is it called sweat suit yeah i don't know i really don't know What's the difference track suit track suit i don't know what they call it these days but Back i like my day <laughs> so <sweat> last year <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i got some things in the works it's just the beginning but yes sir yes free to sir. check it out it's oledo.gold online everywhere it's just oledo.gold period so, yeah. It's like the name I feel like is so powerful, but it's like simple. It's just it's giving luxury, yes. classics, yeah, like, uh, Afrocentric. <laughs> yeah, I like that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, thanks Emily for putting me on the spot. But yeah. It's my favorite thing to do. You're welcome. Um <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, yes, yes. But I also wanted us because we were vibing. We had some, we were we had a Quite kind of heavy last two episodes. So I kind of wanted yeah. us to end on like a lighter note. Yeah. So we were talking about our favorite songs, like Afrobeat songs right now. So Emily, do you want to let us know what you're oh, Yes. Um I really let me let me look at my Apple Music because you know I got Apple Music. Okay. <laughs> um as you all well know, Wiz Key Drop made in Lagos. Yes, he did. Vibes, vibes. Album. Yeah. I really like the song No Stress. Yes. Let me play that joint. Let me play that joint right yes. now. Awkward, wrong song. <laughs> uh. Come on, y'all. Hey. I got the pretty pretty lady with no light. Come on. Okay. Let me tell you that Wiz Kid album, it went it went crazy. Yeah. It went crazy. I think my favorite one that my favorite Afrobeat song right now. Mm-hmm. I actually have two. Ooh, which ones? But one of my favorite ones is kind of older and it's actually a South African song. Um, it's like uh, with Wizkid Burner Boy. It's called Spononu. Spononu. I don't think I heard that before. Let oh, me... it's vibes. It's vibes. I guess I'll play it. Play a little bit. Yes. <laughs> I 
Yeah, I'm in my seat dancing right now, whatever. Oh, no, no, no. And then my other one, okay, I'm going to be extra and have two. But I think everyone knows the other, everyone's favorite song right now. I think we all have, like, the same favorite song right now. Or maybe I'm, like... What is it? Maybe I'm exaggerating, (laughs) but I feel like we all have the same favorite song right now. Is it... Let's see. Come on. Hey. <laughs> if you ever yes. get the chance to catch Emily at a party, you know, in 2023... Um, Emily's like the dancing queen. She Thank has you. all the moves. <laughs> Thank you. I've been practicing. I'm a little dusty, rusty right now, but yeah, she's you know. literally like legit. Catch Emily. Catch Emily. Outside. Catch me okay. if you can. Oh. <laughs> no, yeah, guys. Yes. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Thank you. Um, let us know your thoughts. We will link to some interesting resources about these topics um, in our information about mm. this episode. Yeah. Um, as usual, like we said, let us know your thoughts. We'd love to have like a live mm-hmm. set up a date and time to just talk to everyone on live, call yeah. people in and stuff. That'd be or so we could do it on Zoom mm-hmm. and just chat, have a check-in and share and chop life. Yeah, together. You know the vibes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, guys, you know where to find us online at this point. So, um, yeah, we'll talk to you later. Have a good week. Peace out, yo. Peace out. Be good. You know? Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.